lazy, and titled selfish. Those are just some of the things people are calling the millennial generation. But are the stigmas true? We're the Adkins. We are a millennial couple, and this question is something that we have become obsessed with finding the answer to. We admit that our generation has some flaws, but it's time we stop just accepting that's the way it is and start doing something about it. We have been on a mission to pursue our God-given purposes, and we are sharing that mission in real time. Through this podcast, our goals are to help you realize that you have a unique purpose, give you the tools to discover what that purpose is, and challenge you, millennial or not, to rise up and live out every day being the person that God has designed you to be. If we do these things together, we truly believe that we will be able to break the stigmas of millennials and shift the narrative of our generation. We won't just be a force for good, but we will be trailblazers for the generations to come. Are Are you ready ready to start your mission? All right, so if you're listening to this episode, it's a parenting one. You know, parenting episodes come out on Thursdays. And we're parents, and you might not be. (laughs) Newsflash. But... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about kids and their never ending, sometimes incessant, sometimes obnoxious, sometimes hilarious questions. And perfect timing. Our friend Lisa shared a little meme in her stories on Instagram. Yeah. And it's a picture of Yoda from Star Wars. And just FYI, I've never seen a full movie of Star Wars. I don't really know anything about it, but I thought that this was funny. So when I saw this, I had to go watch the scene on YouTube, and it's true. But it says, once I became a parent, I finally understood the scene where Yoda gets so tired of answering Luke's questions, he just dies. Yeah. (laughs) I feel that in my bones. And it's true, because in the scene, Luke's just hounding him with questions, and he's like, rest, I must. Yeah. And then he he just like, I mean, gives him some answers, but then he dies. By the way, Lisa Robertson, we interviewed her, what, a few months ago? And she has an interview on our podcast. I'll link it in the show notes, but it's really good. Really good. She's also a parent, and she has the cutest little family ever. Well, her family's actually bigger than ours currently. She has three kids, um, but they're foster parents, and they just built this really adorable farmhouse, and they have really cool plans with the farmhouse that has to do with foster parenting. So, in regard to parenting, I guess this will just be our parenting shout out because she's become a really good friend and um her instagram is lisa mess into a message and she has a really cool story and talks about parenting stuff we just really like them a lot yep not to be creepy (laughs) is this why we don't have friends you were creeping me out a little bit (laughs) stage five clinger if we have friends it's because we like them so (laughs) anyway plug so, for the uh for the the friends episode here too did that, yeah, is that, that would that have, already that well, come out earlier in the month by this time by the it'll time have this come out time. yeah okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah so one of the things that come along with parenting and it has to do with personality style too but it, it, this is something i've struggled with as a parent Um, I think most parents struggle with this. I think a lot of parents struggle with this. But especially, Carter is very much 
how Corey was when he was younger, which is nothing like how I was when I was younger. I was like an angel, mm. perfect, really cute. I've heard the stories. <laughs> I was not a cute kid, okay? Not cute. Um, anyway, you're Carter. cute now. Oh, that's so romantic. Well, when you're nice to me. Carter, I'm only nice to you when we record podcasts. No, trust me. I know. <laughs> so, okay. Carter is, if you guys know Enneagram, he's a type eight. And when I told through, you I made money. True. <laughs> through and through, he's a type eight. Would you agree with that, Corey? Yes. He that. is a challenger to the core. He will not do things that he does that don't make sense to him. He will question authority. Sometimes right now we're trying to make it right now it's disrespectful because it's about, he's yeah. a kid. He needs to rein it in. He needs to learn how to be respectful. There's nothing wrong with questioning authority. In fact, we need people like that because not always is authority right. Sometimes you got to stand up for what's right. Right. But you have to be respectful. Yeah. But anyway, he I just, just... I like so many things, but I don't want to say it. What? No. Okay. I just yeah. don't want to. But... Don't uh, make me have to edit this. <laughs> We're not editing this month. Remember? <laughs> just examples of people as adults questioning authority but not being respectful. Gotcha. That's all. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're not going to talk about where where you were about to go. Um, The point is, along with his personality comes many questions. And I don't know. They're good questions. I'm not. I'm going to give him that. They're great questions. Like eighty percent of the time, it's good questions. He's an amazing negotiator, right? Right. He's just very smart, but. It's also super infuriating sometimes yeah. in the busyness of life and liberty. I mean, we can't give her a pass, but we gave her a lot of crap. You in keep the... bumping your microphone with Sorry. the computer. Well, it's because of the way I'm sitting. In the um, beanbag chair. <laughs> we're not going to harp on liberty. We harped on her a couple weeks ago about being a bad rat. But uh, she asked lots of questions, too. If you guys are parents, you know your kids ask questions. And something that we struggle with, I'm going to, I need to get to the point, I know, is that life is busy. Sometimes when you're, we all know that time when you're rushing out the door, you're late for school or practice or church, and your kids are like asking all these questions. They're fighting about wearing long sleeves. They want to tie their own shoes. And in those moments, we just want to snap. Like you want to be like, doesn't matter. Do what I say. Don't ask questions and just like get this done. Right. Right. Yeah, and I, I say we've been trying to navigate this because for me, it goes back to my parenting philosophy of uh, the Jonathan Kent parenting philosophy, like you were talking about. Um, and, and what that is, is that God created us with skills but the skills can be used for good or they can be used for bad and like jonathan kent superman's dad was trying to teach him that his superhuman strength was a gift and if you're giving somebody a hug or shaking somebody's hand you don't want to use your strength then but if a bus goes off of a bridge you want to be able to use your strength then to save people right and I think being aware is half the battle Mm -hmm. and just the fact that we've been aware of this portion of their gifts lately 
has been made things better, made me more aware of different times and how to use, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Patience. <laughs> no, um, discernment yeah. to discern the situation because it is easy. It's yeah. the, and for me, the most challenging time and where I kind of draw the line is bedtime. Yeah. And they always want to ask me a million questions when it's their bedtime. Yeah. But you know how our kids are. Yeah. We tell them to go to bed. It takes them 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, they're up there. We're like, okay, go brush your teeth, put your pajamas on. You walk upstairs five minutes later and they've not even started either of those. Who knows what they're even doing (laughs) up there. But, and our bed, we have a bedtime routine at bedtime. That's a hard line. Like they need to go to bed. We're not asking questions right now, even if they have really good questions. Yeah. But, and I tell them then, I've been telling them lately, one of the things I've been doing is said, listen, guys, this is not a good time to ask those questions um, because it's your bedtime. But yeah. ask me those tomorrow or as you're thinking of these throughout the day, ask us. Yeah. And we'll be happy to answer right. your questions then. Yeah. And so I think the first, just like you said, the first key to this is just becoming aware that as parents, we all face this. We all have kids that ask a million questions. Um, but it's also easy to ref- be, have the reflex to just either give a quick answer. For me, my struggle is I always have like a million tabs open in my brain and I'm half listening to them. So I'll either like answer them with one word answers that I won't even be right. So Carter will be like, Hey, can you uh, drive me to California today and take me to the Walmart at California to pick up BBs for my gun? And I'll be like, yeah. And then, like, (laughs) I just, like, didn't even pay attention. Or he'll have asked me 35 questions in a row, and I just, like, lose my patience. And I'm like, I am not answering you. I don't care. And I'm not nice. So the first step is just, like, being aware that this is not okay. And it's not because... They have to know everything then and there. But it's because that these questions, they're little minds, they're little kids, they do want to know these things. And these questions are opening the door to communication with our kids. You guys, I'm so excited. I have been working really hard on something. But before I tell you what it is, I want to know, do your kids ask a million questions Or is it just me? (laughs) Or do you find them asking questions that you just don't quite know the right answer to? Because let's be honest, I have an eight-year-old and sometimes the things that he asks me, I just like, I don't even know how to respond. So have you ever come run into that problem? I have to be honest. One of my biggest fears as a mom has been that I would raise my kids in such a way that as they get older, they're not comfortable coming to me to ask questions. This has been something that has really convicted me. It's been heavy on my heart. As they've been getting older, I'm constantly being hammered with tons of questions. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I just don't have the brain space to give an adequate answer. It could be the 30th question and I'm shutting down. I just don't even, I just wanna say because, just because, or because I said so, or I don't know, just ask me later. But those questions are amazing opportunities to build relationships with our kids early on so that they feel comfortable talking to us about things as they get older. That's why I created the My Why Journal, and I'm so excited to tell you guys about it today. So the My Why Journal is an absolutely adorable hardcover keepsake 
that encourages you and your kids to have open dialogue about the many amazing questions that they have. Life is busy, and sometimes we don't have time to give an appropriate answer. In the busyness of cooking dinner, or sometimes, maybe this is just me, but when they come in in the middle of your shower and ask you a question while you're trying to just have a minute to yourself, that's where the My Why Journal comes in handy. Whether it's the wrong time or the wrong place to give an appropriate answer for something because you can't talk about it in front of other people, you can say something like, great question. I want to give you an answer, but I want to do it when I have time to give you a good answer. So why don't you write it in your journal? Instead of, don't ask that question or not right now. You can just encourage them to write it in their journal so that you can promise them that you're going to get back to it when you have time. So in the journal, there's a space for the child to write the question, and then below that, a space for you to write the response. And then there's one more additional space called support it with scripture. This is where you can write scriptures that support your answer. That way, not only do they have a good answer, but they have a foundation on why your answer is actually the way it is. I could honestly go on and on about this journal, especially because I worked with an amazing design team and I haven't even mentioned how beautiful it is and I'm only scratching the surface, but I want you to get back to the episode. So if this sounds like something you could use with your kiddos or it's something that would be a great gift for someone you know for the upcoming holidays, I want you to go to www.bethanyadkins.com forward slash my why journal. You can check out the awesome pictures of the journal there. You can scroll to the bottom of the page and then enter in your info. So we email you as soon as the link to purchase goes live. Or if you don't want to remember that long link, just go to the show notes and it will take you right there. It's scheduled to come out sometime in November, so it should be really soon. This journal and this practice has been a game changer for me and my kids, and I cannot wait to see how it helps you. Now back to the episode. Two other quick examples just to show you Carter's, uh, what he does. But just, I think, yesterday, uh, your dad was telling me a story that Carter called him while he was at work. And he asked him, he said, hey, Papa, can we go, uh, can I come out to the property and we can go to the shooting range and and shoot with Uncle Dale and, and Derek? Yeah. And your dad was like, well, no, buddy, there's a wedding going on there today because there's a wedding venue out there, too, and we we can't do that. He said, okay, what about tomorrow? And your dad was like, well, you've got games all day, and then you guys are, you know, going to a friend's house. And Carter's like, okay, what about Sunday? And he just, he kept going, he's looking for that day that we could do it until I think he got to Monday. And your dad was like, maybe Monday, like, we'll see. Yeah. But then the flip side of that, and I think that that was probably okay. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't being disrespectful. Um, But then the flip side of that is the other night when we were trying to leave football practice. Mm -hmm. And I told him, he's like, all right, dude, it's time to go. We've got to get moving here. And I forget what we were doing. We were doing something, but we needed to get out and get moving quick. And he said, well, why can I just throw one more time? Why are we leaving? Yeah, why are we like, doing why, this? Why, 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 why? And I'm just like, dude, that's disrespectful. Yeah. I told you it's time to go when we're in a hurry. You just need to obey, get your stuff and get moving. Yeah. So it's about finding that line. And I think that if we do better at overall at answering questions when they ask them and explaining our rationale behind the answers, I'm not saying that we owe them an explanation for everything, but and then also explaining to them, I will answer you when it's appropriate. I will answer you when we have time. But also there are times for your safety that I just need you to 
not ask questions. Like if I say do something, you do it. Like I say that to Carter and Liberty, like when we're at the store, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Independent, they would go grocery shopping without me if they could. And they're like, oh, can I push the cart? And Liberty's like, oh, can I grab the groceries? Which is all fine and dandy until there's a creeper. And I'm like, get in the cart, get in the cart. And they're like, oh, no, I need to grab the bread. I need to grab the fruit. In situations like that, they need to know, get in the cart because you're about to get humanly trafficked. (laughs) (laughs) That's not right terminology. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's about being more aware with the questions And I think the more we shut them down, especially kids with Carter's personality, the more they want to challenge us because you think about like, because I said so is not sufficient. But that also can stamp that out of them. It can stamp that out of them as they get older and then they won't question things when, when appropriate. Yeah. And I would say the flip side of that is the other parenting style of just letting them be disrespectful to, to, yeah. You know, yeah. When in reality, if we just teach them, it's okay to always question authority all the time and not to do things in a respectful way. Then they grow up and have issues. Yeah. And just question everybody and everything all the time and can lose jobs and maybe go to jail. You know, I don't know. Different things depending on how extreme it goes. What if they do what? If they're always questioning yeah. and pushing back all the time to yeah. the point where it's disrespectful, if we don't teach them discernment mm-hmm. to know when it's a good time and when it's a not time and how to question right. in a in a polite and respectful manner. And the other, I mean, there's so many layers to this topic, which excites me. I was just going to say, the, what, and when Beth says we, it was her, and it was, this was all her idea. I just oh, was stop. kind of on the... On the uh, side, cheering her on and what, and adding a little bit here or there. But um, this tool that yeah. we're going to be coming out with really helps us to better uh, be able to answer those questions at the right time. Right. And the other layer to it is sometimes questions are asked that... The right time isn't going to be for a long time. Right. And they still deserve some type of explanation. But sometimes the questions that Carter asks are above his pay grade. His age level yeah, of understanding. And it's not it's age kind appropriate. of like, right. It's kind of like I've told him before on a few different things. And he really gets it. And this really yeah. came from your Aunt Lori. Um, yeah. What's telling the us story, a story she told us? I don't remember. Oh, so but good. it is. You know, Carter, I'll say, well, I can't really tell you about that right now, buddy. And he said, why is it bad? And it's not bad. It's Or maybe he wants to watch something. And it's not, in and of itself, that thing is not bad to watch. But I told him, you're just not old enough to understand it yet. Right. It's it's kind of like, I tell him that my funny answer back to him is like, hey, buddy, what's the square root of 64? Right. He's like, I don't know. Well, what's the square root of 81? I don't know. And I said, exactly. Knowing that answer isn't bad. You're just not, your mind's not ready for it yet. You're not ready to figure out what square roots are yet. Right. And so... What we're working on, it's going to be able to address that, like give us the opportunity to address that while still giving them an answer. And it's keeping that communi- that door of communication open. Because for kids, the door of communication is 
question and answer. You know, you can sit down with a five-year-old and they'll shoot 50 questions off at you. And that is their conversation. That's their communication. But if you sit down with that same five-year-old and say, oh, well, how was school today? They don't, like, it's not the same. Those those questions are what are important to them. So we want to make sure we're fostering those questions well and keeping that communication open because it's important when they become older for us to still have those doors open with our kids and be able to have those relationships where they feel comfortable coming to talking to us about anything. That's one been one of my biggest fears as a mom is like, how do I keep my kids from shutting down? And I've realized quickly, thank goodness, because if I continued the way I was, my relationship with my kids would be really bad. And I still am working on it every day. But like, like I said, if I continue just continuously shutting down Carter when he asks these questions, I'm going to shut down the relationship and he's not going to come to me for stuff. So um, there was one other right. aspect of We just want to foster that yeah. um, r- relationship and, and foster them, letting them that o- openly ask questions yeah. at the right time when appropriate and teaching them how to properly do that because you're right then they will i forget was it in was it in the um why i didn't rebel book i can't remember probably that book has everything (laughs) it's so good um but it talked about like when they get to an age where they're learning about the birds and the bees and kind of a thing. Yeah. And do you really want them going and getting their information about that from their friends, their friends who are clueless and know nothing right. or from some health education crap at school? Or do you want them to come and talk to you as their parent? And right. if you don't foster that relationship and that ability to be able to ask those questions, then, then, they are not going to come to you and the the questions are a little more serious than why can't we go somewhere or why is the sky blue? Yeah. And the last part to really add to this conversation. And like I said, there's layer upon layer upon layer on this. And we're going to keep talking about this because I really think it's so important, but this is just like a kind of overview. But the last point is like, ultimately, We do want our kids to come to us with everything. And we want to do it in a way that we're not their friends. We're not, you know, cheering them on. We're not to do bad things. But we want them to feel comfortable to come talk to us about things and give them answers. But ultimately, we want our answers to point them to Christ. So that is why it's so important for them to come to us for the answers. Because we want to make sure that those answers are sufficient for them. But also sometimes... We can give them the answer and it still doesn't make sense. And for us to just say, well, that's a rule. You know, I can give an example off the top of my head that's not age appropriate for our kids. But um, I can see this being a conversation when they get older is, well, why I have friends over? Why can't I have girls up in my room? Even now, that's a rule. Like they're not allowed to have Carter's not allowed to have girls up in the room when the neighborhood kids come over. And it's maybe to him, he's not thinking anything bad about it. He just wants to go play Monopoly up in his room. Right. Um, but there's there's more that goes beyond that. And it's not just because we say, because 
we don't like girls up in your room or, you know what I mean? That's not a good enough right, answer for because him. because I said so. But ultimately, it goes deeper than that and you have to give, do an, give an age-appropriate answer. And even further than that, you have to point to, well, what does your family believe? What is your foundation? And give your answers based on what that foundation is. And for us, it's what the Bible says. And um, we want to give answers according to what the Bible says so that they can get start getting their foundation. Is that making sense? Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're going to talk more about that. I think that this is super important. If it's nothing you've thought about before, I would encourage you to spend some time thinking about it. Do you find yourself getting frustrated with your kids asking a million questions do you enjoy the questions? How do you respond when they say why and you don't feel like giving them a response? Like, what are what are your guys' experiences with this? Because I know for us, it is something that we not struggle with, but we've just realized that maybe we're not doing it the right way. So, right. I don't know. Do you have anything you want to add to that? The last thing I just want to add is it just it was like an epiphany on me while we were talking is that I referred to that talk as the birds and the bees talk. So I just want to say to anybody listening, we need to stamp that out so that our kids don't continue to call it the birds and the bees talk. Because if you give the birds and the bees talk, referring to the birds and the bees, that is not, they are not going to get it. (laughs) I still don't get it. I don't even get it. (laughs) So why do we even use that? I don't know. Like the bees pollinate the flowers? Like, I don't know. Family friendly, family friendly. That was friendly. Okay. But I don't get it. I don't get it. So let's just not like, like if you're when you do eventually have to have that talk, let's just not use the birds and the bees and we'll just call it, you know, what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, guys, thank you for listening. Um I don't know. I hope I hope this was helpful because maybe that we're the only ones that struggle with this, Corey. Do you think? No. I definitely don't think, or else that meme wouldn't have been out there. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we will uh, talk to you soon. Have a great day. Cue the outro, we must. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening this week. Our episodes come out every Tuesday, so be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified as soon as they release. If you want to stay in the know with all of the exciting things that we're working on, or you want to have our episodes emailed to you each week for easy access, head to millennialmission.co. The link is also in the show notes. Enter your name, email, and hit subscribe. Catch you next week.